editor's note, at certain points during the show, we refer to Todd Gordon, the co-founder of ECW, as Todd Graham, who is actually a comedian. For the love of God, we mean uh, Todd Gordon, founder of ECW, not Todd Graham. Bye-bye. Listening to the show. That's right. Bad hombres, nasty women. Strap in. You're listening to the Wrestler Review. I'm John. Revolution is now. Who wants to touch my dick? I'm the David Koresh of 2016 Ooh, Hastings. I'm Dylan God. Regular Dylan, what's Dylan. your nickname, though? You need a nickname. Fuckmaster you. <laughs> I'm fucking uh, you if you're you. Ladies and gentlemen, this week we're going to be doing the Sandman Hardcore Hack. It's going to be a difficult episode to keep to 60 minutes. It's going to be great. Why don't we, why don't we do more than 60 minutes? Let's do six hours. All right, uh, so so old Sandman uh, got his uh, start in... Uh, Tri-State Wrestling being managed by his wife, Peaches. In Philadelphia, though. This is a guy that... His he, long journey would take him to many places like Philadelphia and, and uh, that's it. <laughs> this is the guy that if he was born in any other town, he would have failed as a wrestler because he's so bad. He just happened to be born in the one place where they're like, we need a drunk man who walks to the ring. I've got just the fella. <laughs> Does he have a mullet minus the long hair at the back so it just looks terrible? Does he? No, because he was at the at the start. His gimmick was just like uh, I love surfing, right? <laughs> I don't uh, smoke no. or have a boner. It was no. It was like um athlete. It was basically Shane Douglas, kind of. Really? Yeah. And it was just the simple fact that he smoked and drank. But they were like, just do that too. He's a surfer, and then they turned him into a pimp. Because <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> ECW, baby. What, what, uh, what do people like? How about he hits women? Good. Oh, he hit a lot of women. He, I will say this, his later on in ACW run when uh, they would get Lori involved and stuff, would, he, people would just beat her up real bad. Which time? Because she, she was involved a bunch of times. The Rhino ones always were like, it was like a pile driver off the apron through a table. Where I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Where you can see her head Believe below his like her head's making impact yeah, yeah, yeah. on the table before his butt is yeah yeah oh no yeah, that's fucked saved. yeah well that's the thing though like uh ECW EC, also Terry and ECW you can't just also pile the whole, drive a woman you have to kill the woman also the whole Raven saga where it's I'm fucking your fucking wife and now I also <laughs> control your son fuck you his son who is a actual kid wrestler now. Oh, it's fucking, um, what's his name? Travis? Tyler. Tyler Fullington. Tyler. So basically- Tyler! Yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah, that, just that awful, awful voice. Um, Sandman, by the way, was considered the worst wrestler that had ever been seen by Terry Funk. Really? Yeah, Terry Funk did the first ECW uh, show. Yeah. Thought it was... Kakapuski Ruskies. Yeah, because he came out at the end and apologized. He came out at the end and apologized. Yeah. Thought it had some sort of future because of the area it was in. Mm-hmm. And told same man to get better because he had a certain look and a certain quality that he really liked. Just goes yeah. to show Terry, Terry Funk is right. Sandman has, I'm going to say it, for my money, the best entrance in professional wrestling. Oh, in the history of... He has the best entrance ever. Just fucking... 
play the music. No. Best gimmick. I ever. can't think of someone who has a better entrance that you could literally take anywhere. Like Undertaker might have a better entrance just because of the production value and shit. But uh No. No 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 no. Sandman has a better entrance and then he says hi to your mommy. Well all Sandman has to do is walk through the crowd while Sandman? Drunk. Who's Sandman? Sandman. Sandman? Yeah. He Bill Sandman. He changed his gimmick in ninety four and then when they were like, Oh What is his gimmick? Guy who lives at Pool Hall? Yeah. Yeah. He's legit. His gimmick. He's well. No, it's very clear. Rim. His gimmick is smoking. Is smoking a cigarette and drinking. Like yeah. that's his gimmick. Like his. Gimmick it sounds like is oh, what's his bar fly? No, I know yeah. what you mean, but it's to sum it up. Like in the same way that Tommy Dreamer's gimmick is basically like man in shirt. <laughs> He's just like guy who wants to help out. Yeah, guy who's trying to assist you, but is unfortunately fucking your wife. <laughs> so this begins. Um, What's that, sorry? Oh, look who's yawning now, Dylan. Look who's yawning now. One fucking yawn. <laughs> I yawn one fucking time. Yeah, you yawn every far. fucking too many, week. Too many. Too many. Too many for me. I, I yawn. You yawn every fucking week. Yeah, I fucking do. You you. Because I'm sick and tired of your shit. <laughs> you fucking. I'll fuck you. You fucking <laughs> bitch. I'll fuck your... Ah, my knee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, super kick, barely missed. If you guys were here, I actually completed sweet chin music. But which one of his chins did I hit? You fat-headed fuck. <laughs> I only have one, and you used your dick. That's illegal. No. <laughs> um. So Same he did the blind angle when. Uh, okay, take it. Take it a step back. No. Uh, they put him with woman. This is actually an interesting thing with Sandman, which is he's actually very good. He needs a woman. They put him with a lady valet, and he becomes sort of the mm-hmm. big heel, big bully of WCW. Um, ECW. Of ECW, pardon me. Uh, certain highlights include a ladder match where they forgot that there was no girders above the ring. So jo- Joey Styles got on the house mic and just went, in ECW, it just means there's a ladder in the ring. <laughs> Um, Sandman didn't know this, so continually attempt to climb the ladder. Are you fucking serious? It's the best match. Paul Heyman is included on so many best of ECW matches just because he's like, this fucking idiot. Like, you can tell. <laughs> it's actually a really good match. I think it's him and Mikey Whipwreck. Mm-hmm. And Steve Austin comes out. Oh, no, that's a different, that's a rematch. But there's a bunch of ladder matches mm-hmm. like that. The Blind Eagle is the first big one. So Tommy Dreamer still wearing the suspenders. Sandman... Already wearing his delightful white shirt, tucked in Zubaz, Air Jordans, kendo stick. YOLO. Um, uh, and um, so basically what happens is Tommy Dreamer knocks a cigarette into um, one of Sandman's eyes and inadvertently canes him in the other one. He goes blind, returns two months later. He hadn't left his house in two months, evidently. Mm-hmm. His... One of his older kids knew he wasn't blind, but his younger kids thought he was blind. Because <laughs> it's because it's the industry, baby. Because it's fucking Sandman, and he probably was just drunk and just like, Ugh. I can't fucking see because you kids. Pretend I can't see. You guys, shit, I want to fuck you. 
Your mother's a whore. Who who has the cup? Because this is, but before this, I didn't know this. Before this, he, uh, because he splits up with his wife, Peaches, in storyline, saying, life's a bitch, then you marry one, which is a thing he came up with. Yeah, that Uh, is something that he's quoted as saying. That's the Sandman. That's when when you say that, the Sandman came up with that. Um, But then he's like, he said his old tag team partner, Tommy Cairo, was fucking his wife, saying, you owe me 25 bucks a romp, Tommy. Pay your damn bills. So that's what he, uh, you fucked my wife and you owe me money because her body is my body. I love ECW wrestlers. I love ECW where it's just like, uh, how do we get out of that one? Down, he's a fucking, his wife's a whore and then uh, that's it. Yeah. Get out of my bed. <laughs> yeah. How are we going to get out of this one? Well, clearly she's in the wrong because she is a woman. <laughs> now I'm going to take some vitamins and I actually do mean vitamin E, but I'm going to snort them. Because I'm not a queer. <laughs> I don't take tablets to snort shit, okay? Yeah. Even if it's oil. What are you wearing jeans for? <laughs> oh, these are my these are my pants. Those aren't pants. Women wear jeans. <laughs> Men wear zubas. <laughs> what are you wearing a belt for? You worried about your weight? Oh, I didn't realize your name was Shirley and you work in a diner. Bring me a sandwich, Shirley, and don't get your period. <laughs> the only pockets you should have would be right in front of your penis in a, a leather little bag. So uh, this is when he does start carrying the cane, which is another one of his gimmicks. Ooh, and he doesn't use it for walking. He uses it for reminding people that he's from Singapore quietly. <laughs> he qui- So he basically uh, canes Tommy Dreamer, Can- like can- you said. Canes a shit ton of people. Canes Tommy Dreamer, though, mostly. The, that was the, the fam- first big The famous time. one is where they start chanting, he's hardcore for Tommy Dreamer in the ECW arena. They finally leads, get him over. Which leads them to the angle where Tommy Dreamer blinds the Sandman. Mm-hmm. Where then Tommy, or when the Sandman comes back two months later and canes the fuck out of... This is... This the, is a start of like when he would cane people in the face and the cane would legit explode. And then it would be like... There were times when he would cane people so hard in ECW, like in the late 90s, I remember watching it, where the cane would just... Bend. No, it would just explode and then you would have just these bamboo shoots. So it was like he would cane other people, but it wouldn't look, but it wouldn't do anything because it was just like you could tell. Yeah, the, the was, main... The, he broke the cane the first time. Like you don't need. Well, you also can see occasionally because the way that I don't know how they really work, but they can bend on heads. Yeah, so bamboo. So when he hits Tommy Dreamer like the third time when he comes back from not being blind, it wraps around Tommy Dreamer's head and hits him in the fucking face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, because he hits him from behind so hard. And then he just gets down on one knee, but goes down like standing up, down on one knee, and it whacks him like 15 times. There is a reason why there are no more chair shots to the head, and it's specifically ECW and FMW's influence on the industry, because they were like, you know, chairs, only to the face, only as hard as possible. <laughs> are we going to gimmick the chairs? Oh, I didn't know Shirley was back from her shift at the diner. Time to take the tampon out, Shirley. We're in a man's world. That's terrifying. It's <laughs> so terrifying because Singapore cane, though, I still think is a good valid weapon because it's like... You, you can, can gimmick it. You can fake it so easily. A, you can fake it easily. B, if you don't gimmick it and you hit someone in the back with it, it's going to look fucking like gross and yeah. good. You know what I mean? Like, Whereas chairs, it's like there's this weird thing about hitting someone in the back with a chair that makes like... 
usually makes for chair. There were so many chair shots in the early 90s, in the late 90s. This is what I, I, I think I don't like about chair shots to the back. There were so many chair shots in the late 90s to the head that I, whenever I see a chair shot to the back, I actually think, oh, they can't hit him in the head. Do you yeah, know what I mean? That's the thing. And it's also, and the problem is that there were guys in the late 90s that knew how to do it so you'd never see their hand go up, but their hand is always up. Yeah. Van Dam was really good at it. Van Dam is the best at yeah. it. But I mean, chair shots, like, I think here, here, I'm going to say something probably unpopular during the, uh, uh, within the wrestling podcast community. Oh, no. But it's been so long and they are outlawed that, like, I vividly remember the last chair shot to the head I saw was uh, Steen and Generico, and that started a feud that was literally so hot that they still are doing it In the to Fed. this day. Yeah. It is cross promotions and, like, they're like, when they came in NXT, like, these guys hate each other. Like, they just still yeah. kept it, and they kept it in the Fed. And it's the only idea they have for Sami Zayn, where it's like, super competitive match with uh, Kevin Owens. And then what? I don't know. He loses to the Godfather. Get it? Why? Once again, I'm shitting. I'm in the toilet. I'm literally <laughs> shitting my yeah. pants. He likes ska, and we are not fr- um, French people. <laughs> He's a French guy that likes ska. That's, I guess, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. Isn't he Middle Eastern? Who knows? Zayn? Zayn? Does ska exist anymore? Who knows? Yeah. Oh 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 All right. Now Sandman, let's let's pause. This is sort of kicks off his big run of being the sort of top dog bully heel. What I'm saying is he starts wearing a do-rag to the ring and it is phenomenal. Because that's a part of the pimp. It's part of the pimp thing. Women is implied to be his whore, although woman. No, women. <laughs> yeah, women. She's more than one woman, you fucking yawning, fucking log bodied piece of shit. I'm more referring to the fact that she was cremated, so she's actually a lot of different things. Oh, now. John got his head stuck at a door. Everybody. Oh, no, this is. Tulin doesn't know how that's to not read my it, voice. That's not my voice. I'm that's not my voice. That's not my voice. That's not my voice. That's not my voice. I'm dealing, and my penis goes inside my body. I've got a pussy. My penis goes inside whoever fucking body I want it to. My penis only goes inside my body because I'm. No, stupid. no, it goes inside a woman. I tell people I have thick woman. loads, but they come out like silly no, string. it's a really big load. <laughs> so he wins the ECW title in 1995? I don't know what ECW stands for. I'm doing it. Uh, it stands for uh, Easy Cheap Women. Uh, one, <laughs> one, ro- one person on that roster, your fucking mom. She is part of that roster, yes, because she's considerate to people's needs. <laughs> yeah, fucking lovely woman. Uh who agrees to sex with anyone? <laughs> she, oh, I agree to sex with you. That's what she says. That's her quote. That's all not the what time. she said to me. I'm telling. No, 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 that's not me. That's not me. That's not me. That's you. You, you say that. I don't. Uh, Sam, man, uh, beat D- Shane Douglas for the ECW Championship. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about quickly in this moment. Why give like Sam, man, another guy? I guess ECW. I'll tell you exactly what. Do you know why? Who is Sandman's best friend to this day? And the guy that's basically financially supporting him. Paul Heyman? Todd Graham. Really? If you look at it, Sandman is basically only there because of Todd. As soon as Todd left, Sandman's gone pretty quickly to WCW and has gone for so long partly because they were like, when he shows up, they were like, you were the ECW champion? Yeah, you were. Gotta dig acid and fight Bam Bam again. And they're like... No, you have to go to the gym. Ah. <laughs> when does, oh, yeah, because Todd Graham gets exiled. At, Todd Graham gets Todd exiled, exiled in like, 98. Yeah, 97, 98. So he's still, he's still very much a part of it right now. 
because he's 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 the yeah. original owner. He brought in Eddie Gilbert, who then or, uh, brought in Paul Heyman, and then Paul Heyman to get rid of um, Todd Graham because he claimed that Todd Graham was creating some sort of weird vacuum promotion to suck off crap to suck off. <laughs> Uh, to nice. uh, to do an ECW you. invasion of WCW, the reason why this is all conspiratorial. There's no evidence that Todd actually was doing that, but there is actual complete evidence that Paul was just made ECW a development territory for the WWF and never told anyone. Mm-hmm. And this is the biggest piece of evidence, which is that was never proven to be true for Todd. Um, but the reason why he wouldn't want any wrestler going to WCW is because. They were all yeah. destined for the Fed. Yeah. And the ones that he let go were problematic, i.e. Raven wasn't welcome in the Fed at that point, mm-hmm. and Sandman wasn't welcome in the Fed at that point because they took Sandman's give it a gimmick and gave it to Steve Austin. Pretty much. In the drinking. Just the drinking. Just the, yeah. and But no, yeah, no weapon or... No, they didn't give it to Austin. Really, it's the drinking the, the after beer, the, the match, beer, the beer drinking thing is is it's a version of the Sandman thing, and you couldn't have two guys that were drunks on the. F- it's the same thing of once they brought. Yeah, that's true. You when couldn't they have brought two Sandman guys. to. Uh, no, but they did though. APA APA's entire gimmick was we like beer. Yeah, but they never drank in the ring. They would be in the back. Oh yeah, smug- with cigars, cigars and and it was it was sort of like we do drink, but it was never really said. Yeah, we drink beer and then we go out and we kick. Yeah, we play poker and then you play our weird. Me- <laughs> Still one of the best. Still one of the best things I've ever seen was when they were playing five card stud in the back, and May Young beats them, and it's the best. No, the one where it's like, where they're playing against the Dudley Boys, and then Bubba goes, "Read them and weep six aces." (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff, because there's four aces in a deck, and it was five card stud. You know what? What's amazing about that? I'm glad you explained the joke. And so... <laughs> um, like, even for the fact that the only time that they let him do the, like, beer drinking entrance was the first ECW one-night stand. Yeah. The second one, when they were bringing ECW to TNN, they did not let him drink. All they did was bring the zombie out to the ring, and he came oh, to the... Oh, TNN? No, you mean sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi. When they brought ECW on sci-fi. Yeah, well, they, they ruined... Like, they didn't ruin everything. It's just you're not going to license... As enter Sandman, Sandman for that man. Yeah, but we're skipping ahead a bunch. Uh, this is 95. Uh, so here is... People credit Vince Russo with being convoluted, but how... Try this conv- oh, con- convoluted angle for him. So Sandman challenges uh, Shane Douglas for the ECW championship. He's attacked by woman. That's right. His own valet. And then... He sand uh, and then Sandman uh, faces Douglas in a return match. Right, Douglas is now in woman's, uh, woman's no, sorry now in Douglas's corner, and then uh, woman turns on Douglas, helping the Sandman become the champion. And it was a double cross planned all along, and uh, they wanted to psychologically mess with Shane Douglas. Oh yeah, I hate angles where it's like, yeah, that was my plan. My plan was to pretend you were my tag team partner for eight years and save you on many occasions where I was sacrificing my own body for that one moment. I knew in 2006 when I would become the internet champion. I completely agree. I also hate the double cross to the double cross, which is yeah. always annoying. It's like, I double crossed you so he'd trust me. And I'm like, no, that's not what you would do. Yeah. 
I, I'm so surprised in wrestling. I can't think of one angle I've seen where a guy just like, and it would be so easy to do, just never, you never really have him help the other guy and then he turns on him or something. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? Like if there was a six-man tag match. Yeah. Uh, and one guy, and let's say a guy on the babyface team obviously is going to turn on one of the yeah. partners to whatever. And that guy just never comes in the match. You yeah. know what I mean? Until the end. But like even on the TV leading up, let's say they have a tag match building up to it. The guy would either only do like really minor stuff to the other guy or lose the match. You know what I mean? Or tag out really quickly yeah. or be hurt or something. You know what I mean? Like it's really light stuff. So then keep up the fact that like, oh, that's why he didn't do all this stuff. But you don't really notice it at the time. You know? Absolutely. They kind of did that. Honestly, this is going to sound fucked up. I apologize. But they kind of did it with aces and eights. Like, they did a bunch of shit that at the end you were like, okay. But still, Bubba Ray gets beaten up by the fucking aces and eights a ton. But, like, other stuff. But that's because Eric Bischoff refused to come back and fulfill because of the whole thing with Vince Russo. Blah, 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 blah. We're not talking about that. Although, we can talk about EV 2.0 if you want. We're going to. At length. God damn it. All right, we need to get to 19. We need to get him to leaving WC or ECW before we go to break, and we have five minutes. Okay, fine. Well, <laughs> have you ever seen have you ever seen the Cactus Jack match where uh, he gets him in the head with a skillet? But, yeah, and then he's uh, knocked out, and uh, and and then he the keeps ring. on kicking out, and Mick Foley has to knock him actually unconscious. Yeah, because this is professional wrestling, and it's ridiculous. And Mick Foley's one of like four people, including Harley Race, that knows how to do that. Really? Yeah. He oh yeah, because he well Foley talks about it in his book a ton, yeah. but he got like taken to school for with Harley Race, where it's like, like uh, I don't know how to blade. I'll punch you. Like, yeah. uh, listen up, you motherfucker! Nice. I'll show you hell. <laughs> Two suck. Um, Harley Race, of course, known for. How he would blade people is he'd punch them properly in the elbow. Yeah. Also known for doing it at his barbecues. Anyway, so Sandman uh, at this point is um, pretty much the top of the fucking mountain in ECW. ECW is building up. Cactus Jack comes in. Terry Funk is very much part of it yeah. through the entire thing. Raven is developing that great feud with Tommy Dreamer, which they knew they soon need to cool off so they can then go back to it later, which allows them to do Raven versus Sandman. Uh, Sandman, of course, captures the ECW title. And one of the ways he does it is he takes Sandman's family, which includes his son. This leads to them crucifying Sandman. <laughs> yeah. Where ECW would have had Kurt Angle as a wrestler. He was going yeah. to sign and they were going to do Taz versus Kurt Angle in a series of matches. How fucking amazing would that have been? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, instead, he showed up and they crucified someone and he said, absolutely fucking not. They crucified the Sandman. Um, there's also where he convinces Sandman, where he's convinced Tyler's going to let him come back. And he's like, my boy. I'm and then Raven hits him from behind with a, with, kendo a, stick. with a cane. And you see the kid just look at his dad and be like, this is fucked. Like you, as soon as you that's look at the, the kid, you're like, "This is fucked up. This, this is, is that's really the fucked crucifix up." One. That's the one where it gets so real. No, the crucifixion. I will say this 
to you, the crucifixion is actually less disturbing than when he gets hit in the back of the head. I agree, but the, the him being hit in the back of the head by Tyler, who's down, who comes to the ring dressed up like him, yeah, that's the same night as the crucifixion. That yeah. leads up to the crucifixion. You understand that, right? That's just terrifying. That and I, I know exactly. No, what I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying. The, that the thing of that night like where they crucified him like the most disturbing part of it was minutes earlier when he when his own son watched him get hit with a cane and you could literally tell me like i'm getting 40 dollars so my daddy gets beat up yeah daddy why are you bleeding with uncle scott <laughs> um a fucking amazing feud they never actually really resolve it um, Raven gets the title, which he will eventually lose at Barely Legal. Um, Sandman becomes part of the ECW cadre that is chasing him, and it all builds towards ECW's first pay-per-view, Barely Legal, where he's in a three-way dance. By the way, ECW does not get the credit for really fucking um, popularizing the three-way dance and doing it the way I like it. Elimination style? Elimination style. Yeah, elimination style is great. Uh, the triple threat match is all right, because that's the thing WWF clearly, I mean, obviously clearly took it, but like took it and then just makes it a triple threat match just because like, they never do two out of three falls. They never do anything like that. You know what I mean? It's like, too complicated. It also takes too long. It's too long in the ring. But can't you do a two out of I three agree. falls? I, I love a two three two out of three falls match. I think it's amazing. I also think the way to build drama is you do one where a guy wins two falls straight in a row. They also one of the best pay per views the WWF ever had was headlined by an Iron Man match between The Rock and Triple H that went for an hour and was the way you do an Iron Man match, which is they each lost four times to each other. Yeah. And they did a thing in the middle where they both would make little mistakes that are capitalized because after 45 minutes, they're so exhausted. Basically, as soon as they got pinned, they'd get counted out. It was fucking great. And that's when The Undertaker comes back. Shawn Michaels wears short shorts. <laughs> well, that was the other one was uh, they did that with Angle and Benoit. Had like a, there was one where it was like five to four at the end. Oh, yeah. No, that one's because. Bad, oh, yeah. Angle and Benoit, they got really bad matches. Oh, wait. They had great matches. Oh, yeah. Didn't you know? And uh, Raven also has one of the best, I think one of the best stables. The Flock, I think, is great. Oh, my God. Because it's just like all these weirdos. Everyone's although such an individual. Uh, although technically at ECW, it's called Raven's Nest. Oh, yeah. It's called his nest. Because he, cause he's a bird and he has a fucking little bitch-ass nest. <laughs> Who is in the, in the nest? Me. You. Stevie Richards, Blue Meanie. Some sign guy? Uh, though that was Meanie, right? No. Sign guy does is never part of a side guy. Dudley, that was the original. Sign guy was a Dudley, yeah. That was the original nest. They left. Then Kimono wanna lay me. <laughs> Kimono wanna Leia. Kimono wanna Leia was part Kimono of. Kimono wanna Leia is dancing on top of oh, the ECW, and not- it's like that's only happened. <laughs> oh shit! The power went out. You show your tits. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's crazy how often they talked about how she just took her top off on top of the ECW arena. On the ECW arena. We, oh, get, oh my God. That's uh, it. Are those very small tits up there? Because it's like, no, nah, I don't want to say about the titty side. I'm just saying, like, if you see far away tits, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I haven't seen far away tits. Like, just 40 yards in the distance tits. I have, and I like them. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we should say this. Sandman loses the title. Uh, this is his first run. He lost the title. Mikey Whipwreck, which is nice. Oh, oh, did he? 
He lost the world title to Mikey Ripperick? Yeah, this is when they give Mikey Whipwreck the title after him jobbing out to absolutely everybody for a couple years. Uh, he won the tag titles with Two Cold Scorpio, beat Public Enemy. That's nice. And that know. was before he started his feud with the Raven. Hmm. And uh, this is 96. We'll, uh, we'll take a break now because we're going to come back and talk about the ECW invasion of WWF. And then we're also going to talk about his WW, uh, WCW run. Oh, WWF yeah, his hardcore run. hack. And Dylan's dad. Who's dead because of Dylan being a disappointment? No, dead because of John. Ooh, what a break we're having. That was such a good episode of the Wrestler Review again. Ladies and gentlemen, please rate and subscribe to the Wrestler Review. Of course, you also want to review it. Please review our podcast for the love of fucking Christ. And also, guys, give us some money. Not with a Patreon. Nope. Or some sort of naughty Amazon link. We don't want you to give us money for a goddamn nothing, right? Here's what we want you guys to do. We both have comedy albums. Please buy those comedy albums on our website, thejohnhastings.com. That is John's website. And DylanAgot.com. The A is for awesome. I'm an awesome guy. DylanAgot.com. TheJohnHastings.com. Please buy our comedy albums. We love you. Please make love to us in our beds while we're naked. The A is for Atherton. Count the world is a vampire, and by that I mean a vampire who satiates himself on pussy juice. Um, Sandman, it's the year is 1997. We are building towards barely legal. 96. Is it 96? But then yes. when was the first pay-per-view? 97. But it's like, uh, you know what I mean? It builds throughout the year, I'm aware. Oh, no, wait. ECW first appeared uh, February 97. My most docky, but they do do, do do. <laughs> what they do do is they're on Raw, and uh, Sandman is not really on Raw, because why would you have... Uh, not like re- He doesn't wrestle, does he? No. Because the only time he Sandman appears, he spits does- beer at Justin Hawk Bradshaw. No, but that's during... Uh, that's during King, like Survivor Series. King of the Ring ma- uh, King Mind Sir. Games. By the way, so okay. Bradshaw, they knew not to tell Bradshaw because yeah. Bradshaw's a bully and weird. Mm-hmm. So Savio Vega was told by Bruce Pritchard, this is said on Bruce Pritchard's podcast, mm-hmm. he goes, hey, something might happen. Whatever happens, Bradshaw is to stay in the ring, basically. Mm-hmm. And so they were supposed to spit beer on Savio, but Bradshaw didn't listen, went out of the ring. He sp- got the beer spit on him. Mm-hmm. And then if you watch it, Savio effectively punches Bradshaw really hard in the face and throws him in the ring <laughs> and then gets attacked by the ECW guys because yeah. he was the veteran and told to keep Bradshaw away. Yeah. And Bradshaw from that day hated ECW because he's like, it could have fucking helped. And I'm like, no, you couldn't have, you fucking piece of shit. He could have helped? He could have done I could done something. Yeah, but that's the thing. Savio Vega also like can fight. Yeah. Like I would pick uh, Savio Vega in a fight against Bradshaw, a thousand percent. Especially yeah. watching the brawl for all. Especially also <laughs> knowing that, uh, like Savio Vega apparently thought the brawl for all was bullshit, and uh, I think he got injured to fight and bowed out. But he said it was bullshit because he couldn't kick because he's like I know like he knew like Taekwondo or something, so he was like why can't I kick? But then um, he beat the shit out of Brackus. Have you ever seen the brawl for all? He beats the fucking shit out of Brackus. It's insane. You really learn because was it? a uh, guy was talking about that on another uh, podcast. Actually, those don't exist. Only we exist. It's only us. But he was saying, uh, yeah, that it's like you can see people in the audience learning about what real fighting is because Brackus is like for those of you who haven't seen Brackus, oh, I th- it's I one of the few matches they've left on YouTube. The Fed has uh, Taz versus Brackus. Brackus is just this huge 
uh, Roy muscle Armstrong. guy that yeah, Vince clearly was like, he'll be the future. And everyone was like, he won't be, but we're not having this argument again. Yeah, he was just a guy. But I mean, Vince probably wouldn't have thought he was the future just because like, you know. Oh, yeah, he did. Really? But then yeah. why would you job him out to Taz like that? Because the, his work was terrible and they couldn't fucking justify it. And yeah. that was the other thing was also it was the Attitude Era. And it was a time when Vince also did not have enough booking control. He didn't mm. have the booking control he would one day have now. Yeah, Vince, this is another interesting thing I've heard of brought up by Meltzer where it's like Vince is a great promoter, but he's a terrible booker. And now he like, and the reason like the mid 2000s just sucked because he was like victory lap I'm booking and this is how wrestling goes. And I yeah. know because I'm this man and I created it. Uh, whereas no, and every time he's uh, had the actual, I'm sorry, every time they've had like a good run, it's always been someone else booking. Absolutely, and it's also one of those things where, and Vince tries to ignore that, yeah, or tries to replicate it later, which is why you always have a pattern of about ten years after which something that has really worked, he tries to do it again. How many times have they tried to make Steve Austin again? Yeah, they tried to make literally with Roman Reigns. They tried to make Stone Cold Steve Hulk Hogan Rock Austin. Yeah, like they just Tina. he just tried everything that's that's fucking worked. Like and the only thing that has worked is they made Cena Hulk Hogan. Yeah, but that's just for fucking like they raped us. They literally gave us something we didn't want so much that now I want it. <laughs> I'm like Oprah. That's not how rape works at all. No, it's Stockholm syndrome. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I don't want John Cena back. Oh, and if there's one guy who knows about rape, it's fucking John Hayes. Oh yeah, I've raped a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Trump got in. You making jokes like that is how Trump got in. Okay, I didn't vote. I'm for politically him. correct now. No, you're not. You're wearing a shirt that says "I heart no one who's a woman." Mm, that's true. I make and sell them. Available on DylanAgot.com. Yeah, go to DylanA.com to buy shirts. DylanA.com. Are you a woman? I don't like that. That's wrong. Are you a woman? Get out of my face, please, 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 please. Puss, 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 puss. So yeah, he spit beer at him. Uh, <laughs> that's fucking stupid. <laughs> Um, the barely legal stuff. He's on. No, no, but okay, you're skipping. So then they won't let him on the Raw invasion. The things that do happen on the Raw invasion are Dudley Boys versus the Eliminators. The Eliminators yeah. um, are were supposed to give the total elimination to Howard Finkel. Mm-hmm. Howard Finkel saw it and was like, "No fucking way!" <laughs> <laughs> so they just do it to some random ring crew guy, which makes sense. Yeah. But it would be so amazing if they did it to Howard Fingal, who was just... Just cut him in half, because they murder that ring crew guy. For those of you who have not seen the total elimination, it's two people kicking you. (laughs) No, one guy goes low, one guy goes high. But still, they just kick you in the face. They did the sweet and sour. uh, Murdoch and Cade had that finishing move, essentially. I think it's a great move, because it looks like a lot's going on, but it's just essentially one spin kick. Yeah, it's just two people. But, like, (laughs) they were on... Let's just put this way. The Eliminators knew they were on the WWF television, and uh, they wanted to hit home, so they, like, cut this man in half, it looks like. Maybe it was just, like, a really well-taken bump. Bendy gentleman, maybe? Hopefully. But Howard Finkel... Uh, that would have been very effective. How would have died? We'd be talking yeah. about, you know what? <laughs> His ECW, little head just the ECW up. invasion of Raw was really good up until and including when they murdered Howard Finkel and uh, <laughs> oh, Taz 
Yeah, Taz did uh, Mikey. Taz faced Mikey Whipwreck. Sabu fell off the raw sign. Um, Taz barely like there was one part where Mikey didn't jump for one of his suplexes, so Taz just had to dead weight Mikey Whipwreck over the top, and it looked really weird and stupid. Um, and then Jerry Lawler just called Taz short for ten minutes. Oh yeah, he kept talking about how he was short and how he escaped from the Lucky Charms box. Yeah, which Taz apparently. It's been talked about. They never got along because of that, because Taz apparently just kept trying to fight him. Yeah, of course, because he had to. Well, your gimmick is the like super serious shooter but guy, and some guy's like, you're super short. As we've yeah. discussed, Taz was just a bitch, though. Yeah. Like, Taz got the, sla- the shit slapped out of him by Rob Van Dam a bunch of times. Yeah, and but like that's the thing. Like, and he, he's Jack, the he's the hold me back guy. Yeah, New Jack was he also just believed his own gimmick. New Jack also loved being like he's a punk. Oh, fuck him. (laughs) I love you, New Jack. If he would have just trained a bit, maybe he would have been able to fight somebody. You know what I mean? All right. uh, So then uh, Sandman. He carry a machete around like it was a necklace. So Sandman's on his uh, I Beat the Shit Out of Everyone World Tour, uh, which, I mean, is there. I guess because we say New Jack is like that Undertaker special attraction thing for ECW. ECW has a lot of really good special attraction guys. And like, oh yeah, nine one one. Sandman still wins the title. I remember when I was watching. After this is, I'm we're skipping ahead till after he comes back. To, so when you're watching ECW on TNN, yeah, yeah. So if he comes back from WCW and he wins the title once, and it, and I just kind of like thinking like guys like that shouldn't win your world title. You know what no. I mean? Like, like I understand Justin Incredible isn't as over as Sandman and he's not as charismatic or whatever, but. You could put that guy on last, and he does a good job. Yeah, <laughs> like, he can actually he can actually wrestle as opposed to Sandman during a pay per view. I think it was Living Dangerously, so their third pay per view ever is in the ring going here, lizard, 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 lizard. <laughs> Did I ever tell you? Oh, I, and I, Bill Alfonso has to come to the ring and be like, "Oh, he took acid, by the way, Sabu." And he's like, "Oh, good." Are you serious? Yeah, took acid and thought Sabu was a lizard. And the problem <laughs> was is that he uh, he didn't know he was in a wrestling match. <laughs> so he would like you'd try to pin him and it's not that he'd kick out he would just like roll in a weird way you could watch the match that's super funny <laughs> here lizard 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 um also i didn't know this but you remember those vignettes where raven where they come out like oh raven was super rich yeah not more sandman was his preppy neighbor in those what like you know how it was like yeah they had that DDP Raven feud where DDP, oh, and WCW. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ra- yeah, Sandman played Raven's like preppy neighborhood. That's where the Hack character came from because Hack's, um, like valet chastity or whatever the fuck. Yes, was implied that basically they were like her and Raven dated. What they were trying to say is that like Sandman is fucking Raven's old slam piece in WCW. Yeah. Because that was the thing is that they were really excited for Sam and Sandman came in and it was like WCW thought they had something with those guys and they kind of did but they didn't understand that it was like but that's one thing in a company like WCW you give because there's shit about everyone loves ECW but there's there is shit that like just makes no fucking sense like how come rope breaks are honored in a in a no rules company there's no DQ but you can you break because of the rope like doesn't make any fucking sense. So the, in a in a company like WCW, a guy like Sandman, he smokes a cigarette, he hits people with a cane, mm-hmm. and uh, Bob's your uncle, you know? Yeah. 
Absolutely. Smoke cigarette, and then that can be his gimmick. And he's the only guy that does a cane. He's like, don't have a hardcore division. Make that two, two or three guys gimmicks. Oh, the whole thing is just fucking madness. But he, yeah. Um, but he, co- he comes out. Sorry, he comes out and uh, challenges Bam Bam to a hardcore match on Nitro. This is like when this is my when I was watching WCW a lot, uh, which is uh, I think it was at one a.m. On Omni, Channel 11, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, eating cold pizza and uh, watching Rick Steiner just fall over because his body stopped working. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's when I would watch Thunder. So, basically, he was just o- he was mostly uh, involved in uh, angles with, like, uh, Raven. Uh, no, it was Chastity was Raven's sto- uh, sister in storyline. Oh, and then he was fucking his sister. <laughs> fucking your sister, you That's exactly what it was. And also, remember, Hack would just walk Sit when you pee, pussy. With barbed wire wrapped around him for no reason. Yeah. And then people, I remember, I remember as, I remember when I was in, uh, yeah, and my friends would always be like, you know, that's actually made up barbed wire and ECW, they use real stuff. Because that's why in ECW, C.W. Anderson started using uh, razor wire because it was not barbed wire. It's yeah. razor wire, actually, which is like, and you would get power bombed onto razor wire and you could see like barbs stick out. Razor wire doesn't. So it was like, oh, he fell onto some stuff that cut his back a bit. Yeah. You know? Also, the thing that was the difference is that ECW should have faked their barbed wire because they nearly killed Terry Funk and Sabu. <laughs> but it's it's probably one of those things where it's like, how much does fake barbed wire cost? Well, this is we gotta give me you know we gotta make it look good and blah blah blah. How much is real barbed wire? Uh, you can just have some. <laughs> like that's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want you some? Know? Yeah, we got like a bunch. Like unless you're a ha- unless you're a residential. This house This one's in got England. gum on it. Yeah, unless you're a residential house in England, no one really uses it anymore. Residential houses in England use it? Have you ever seen, like, walk around the backyards of any house or any business in England, and so much of it is just fucking covered in barbed wire? Most people see barbed wire. I've watched so much wrestling. Most people see barbed wire, and they just think, oh, my God, I shouldn't go in there. I think, like, yo, wrap that shit around a fucking chair. Let's get some butts in the seats is what I think. Mm -mm 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 Drop toe hold into the asshole of... Uh, Pat Patterson. All right. So basically, uh, his WCW run, which, by the way, he gets in real good shape for. He had to. They made him get in really good shape. It's so weird to me because he runs a, a construction company this whole time, does he not? Or it or I think he works just at works construction. Yeah. And then he quits. I'm assuming quits his construction job only for WCW. Yeah, and then goes right back to it. With ECW, I'm assuming. It's so fucking sad that this guy's like... I don't think so. I think it's just kind of like... Yeah, I mean... Because that's probably what gives Sandman the charm that he has. Is that he does look like a guy who builds closets? Well, no, no. I just think... Yeah, he's a construction worker who smokes and drinks, and then that's his gimmick, A. And B, I'm assuming that he's like really likes wrestling, but the reason he can just be a drunk and take acid and be a complete piece of shit is because he's a construction worker, and he doesn't, like, he needs wrestling because he needs it, you know, because it's a hobby and, like, his passion, obviously, yeah. in some way, but I'm assuming he's also like, I got fucking money. If they fire me, I don't give a fuck. Like, well, he I can be doesn't. an indie guy. Anytime I've seen him interviewed now, he doesn't look like he has that much money. And there's always like him and a young child and a woman in a car. 
Listen. <laughs> well, I mean, that's super funny. Well, there's like a there's also an alcohol problem in play here. Like, there's, you know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely. My friend went to ECW in Buffalo, and he said, "I told you the story." Everyone was working out. Like yeah. he saw, like, holy shit, there's Rhino. Holy fuck, there's uh, there, who do you say? Uh, Scotty Riggs. Holy shit, and then Sandman in full clothing got into a hot tub had six beers and just got out of the hot tub with these wet pants and then he and then he came down to the ring in those same pants yes. like hours later of course he did. and he went outside and had a cigarette with new jack and new jack was just like we really appreciate you coming out this is really good but he was just so intense that my friend was like i want to leave because <laughs> his friend went away because he had to go to the bathroom so he's just alone talking to New Jack in the parking lot and he's like I don't want to do this anymore <laughs> I'm scared <laughs> he's all I want to do is I'd be like New Jack alright who are the people that you actually wanted to kill and be like ah Gypsy Joe <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah okay so uh, he beat yeah basically his. the def- big thing that I also just want to point out is we're exploring the WCW run which was lackluster explore it his, it wasn't lackluster I think it was just what it needed to be whatever he was such a missing part of ECW at this point. Mm, oh, when they went to TV, yeah. Yeah. His entrance is insane. His, they needed his entrance. They also needed... They had. They lacked wrestlers, really. Like, the thing with ECW... Yeah, they, they got super thin. When they came out, 98, I think, was their high point, when they had Bigelow and Taz and the Triple Threat. And fucking Sid Vicious... And Mike Awesome was slowly coming, and they had a Japanese deal with FMW. Yeah, when they had the talent deal with FMW, because then you got like that was like RVD and Sabu versus Hayabusa and Sensaki and shit. Like, yeah, there was t- you Tajiri got, came. Yeah, around. and then yeah, and then Tajiri and dude, well, that was the first barely legal they had that six man tag. Yeah, match. that was the first time they introduced all of them. That was amazing, and they should have kept doing it, but instead they took the TV deal, which is the worst negotiated TV deal I've ever read in my entire life. Yeah, because that was like Paul Heyman was just like, we need TV. Yeah. So we just got TV. Not like, and just didn't do like guaranteed yeah. time slot stuff, didn't guarantee promotion. Yeah. And still were the number one rated thing on the network. But you could also see that they lacked a lot of depth in their talent. Mm-hmm. They had problems with their tapings because he also didn't make them come in and we have to do it at the ECW arena, which is what they should have done, mm-hmm. and redone the ECW arena and then shown music videos of Elks Lodge like they did in old school hardcore TV. Yeah. And yes, the other issue with ECW is a lot of them weren't actual wrestlers. Here were the following people who could wrestle in ECW. Taz, Shane Douglas, Sabu, Rob Van Dam. Yeah, Lance Storm, Justin Credible. Lance Storm, Justin Credible. The Impact players were fucking great. People, people forget that Oh, I that love shit. the Impact players. Steve Carino could wrestle. Kid Cash could wrestle. Little Guido could wrestle. Tajiri. They had a lot here, all right, but here are the people that couldn't wrestle in ECW. You get Balls, Mahoney, Axel, Axel Rotten. Rotten. The Dudleys, depending on what year. Like they learned to wrestle 18 months before they went to the Fed. Before that, they literally just walked to the ring. Everyone hears a cunt. <laughs> well, like it was like people, but it was just wrestling like like people when they think of a spot fest they think of like ECW wrestling because it would just be like but that's well we'll punch each other in the head and then we'll throw Spike off the building and he'll land on they, his they neck they would edit the matches down like yeah. any sort of if you watch ECW hardcore television it was like you might remember this from last week 
Ah, he's being stabbed by a gun. And then go over here. It's Shane Douglas getting fucked. Oh, no. <laughs> and then Bam Bam Bigelow. He's on the roof of the ECW arena. I can see those tits. Like, it was like, bam, yeah. bam, 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 bam. It's like what they should do with Raw. Just yeah. have an hour-long Raw that you just edit down, and everyone would love Raw. If they did an out, a Raw replay that was one hour instead of three, it would be, be amazing. amazing. It would be so good. Or, like, live Raw is three hours, and they just edit it down. You don't need live... Raw to be live anymore I don't think no because Vince McMahon still is waiting for someone to compete with him that's why he keeps splitting the roster because he's like I'll just compete with myself (laughs) Um, alright so he goes goes back to ECW which by the way if you have ever um, if you have ever watched uh, that intro him coming back yeah Oh my god. It's A weird that they didn't do that on television. B it's weird that they didn't film it. Yeah. So it's just fans watching, but impact players are in the ring with Tommy Dreamer and Raven. The best part of the Raven Tommy Dreamer angle is when they inadvertently become tag team champions and just beat the fuck out of each other when they're trying to wrestle. Oh man, that's people. great when yeah, when he just turns around and gives them the title and laughs at him and comes out of the ring. That's fucking great. Oh, that's that was the first. Uh, that was the first episode on uh, TNN, ECW, right? TNN, yeah. and they lost their tag champions and their world champion in the same week. Yeah, it's insane. It's fucking crazy. It's also weird that Taz stuck around so much longer than you realize in ECW. He when he loses at Anarchy Rules, it's not like he leaves. He does like. Oh no, he does a round of jobbing. Yeah, he lo- he loses the Van Dam. Um, loses to fucking Mike Awesome. It's so weird they gave the belt to Mike Awesome. Well, yeah, but he was he was like a really good sideways move from Taz because then now you're not the shooter character. Now you have got, holy shit, how can this guy move like this? And really, he did like triple jump shit. That is true. He was an amazing He was wrestler. an amazing, amazing... His fucking haircut bugged the shit out of me. Oh, no, it's his... It's his uh, he just looks dumb. Like he looks like a dumbass, yeah, he and he really couldn't. Does. He has the fucking Bobby Eaton syndrome we talked about in the Cornette episode, where he just he just no. It seems like he has no wait, control wait, over wait, his wait, face. Dick hard? Oh yeah, you're right. Oh no, yeah. Um, he su- You've sucked his dick. <laughs> is the syndrome? <laughs> Brexit, baby. Get the fuck out. What me? Yeah, you get the fuck out. You get out. You get up. I've been here longer. Fuck you. I've fucking been here longer. Oh, fuck you. I've been here longer. No, you haven't. I've been here longer. I'll fuck your mother. I've been here longer. I've been here longer. That's a good editing point. So, <laughs> Sandman. <laughs> so, Sandman, uh, he comes back in 1999. And like I said, his return is absolutely fucking amazing. This is also a time where all the ECW diehards are like, we are so close. We could be yeah. the biggest yeah. thing. And, yeah. and Sandman's back. Thank fuck because this is rough but like i said he comes back and this is how the thin the company is like i said new jack and sandman are like undertaker type people where it's like you don't need they don't they don't need a belt they're big characters not necessarily that good in the ring but uh he feuds with rhino which is their dude they're trying to get over and i will say this uh for how Paul Heyman would make a a big baby face and like a big character I think was fucking amazing. Yeah. Because he made Rhino in like six months by doing stuff that they just don't do in the Fed now, which is like he would beat the Sandman, but it would be a struggle. Like Rhino beats the Sandman and then beats the shit out of his wife and it's like believable. Do you know what I mean? Like, Like 
Because the heel, like a guy like Rhino was the heel, but he never had the numbers on the Sandman. The Sandman had the numbers. It was like, my wife has to help me because this guy's a fucking insane dude. Like, it was also one of this those... This future legislator... Yeah, the future legislator... In Michigan. Some place in Michigan. From Michigan. Yeah. It's weird. Everyone I know... Who Michigan. drinks butter on his on his cheat day. That's a thing. I, I listened to a radio inter- or an interview with him, and he said he drinks butter on his cheat day. He's like, oh, kale salad, please. And then Sunday hits, and he's just like, fill the bathtub with butter, give me a straw, and lock the fucking doors, okay? I was listening to an interview where Joel McHale was on his cheat day, and he was doing this, like, weird diet where it's basically, he breaks you down cellularly, and you can't eat anything. That's like stupid. To- it's fucking insane. But he was on his cheat day, which is the first one in six weeks, uh-huh. and all he was doing was drinking different types of Coca-Cola. <laughs> like he was just and like like in the middle of the interview he had to explain he's like i'm just gonna keep opening these and drinking them and he had like a vanilla <laughs> coke a regular coke a diet coke a diet coke lime that guy did that guy was uh he's a guy from community yeah? yeah yeah i think someone told me they tried to book him for a thing and they were like that'll be fifty thousand dollars they were like no he doesn't even know how to do stand-up comedy and they're like yeah we know like <laughs> 50 grand that's what you want. Uh, yeah i know exactly that story it wasn't 50 it was a hundred what it was for the i heart joke awards oh yeah yeah the i fart jokes awards the ecw's last pay-per-view uh sandman uh won the title and then lost it immediately to rhino yeah and then rhino had both titles this also goes to show like yes Heyman's a genius and got rhino over but he also had no backup plan well, yeah, well, the but he retired as the champ. That was the thing, though, because I think this is finally Van Dam is like looking at other options at this point, like finally. But they did like I wanted to see Rhino versus Rob Van Dam, and I didn't care what came before it. You know, well, what that's mean? what they were building towards is that Rhino versus Rob Van Dam because Rhino got the TV title, and they're building to it. But the injuries were mounting up, and it was also just problematic to get Van Dam back in the ring, and also Heyman knew that he was about to go bankrupt so he was very careful on who he was using the other thing was rhino was cheaper than a lot of people yeah because he was new that's also one of the reasons why he pushed him that being Mm -hmm. said he got over and when rhino finally showed up in the fed i got so excited yeah 100 percent. and Heyman had a really good point about rhino where it's like his intent like why do you like this dude so much he's like same basically same thing as not the same thing as taz but like kind of along the same lines and he said i just really like his intensity like and he does. He has great intensity. So after ECW closed, he went to uh, XPW, uh, where he won this, the King of the Death Meach. King of the Death Meachies. Uh, XPW, same promotion where New Jack threw uh, Vic Grimes into his own death and blood. He didn't kill him. Oh, he tried to. He certainly did try. Okay, so I didn't know this. It Sandman did two tours of TNA. Right? Yes, he did. He did an early tour and then the EV 2.0 tour. EV 2.0 was the second ECW invasion they did. We should do an episode of just how many fucking invasion angles they did in TNA. I hate... Like, TNA, because you can tell... They legit did one every three months. This phase of TNA is over. Now that they're bought no. by the Fight Network, they're going to try and rebuild it from there. Yeah. They've got money behind it. I think it's going to be okay. It's a shame what's happened, but I think it's going to be saved for a little bit. That said, it was it deserves to have been bankrupted in about 2008. Yeah. Honestly, TNA, and I say this over and over again, 
the I feel like idea that there is an ECW invasion I don't know about is disgusting. <laughs> and it was immediate. Like it's 2003, so it's like your company is literally like a year old, and you're like, oh no, there's invaders. Yeah, you've Watch established out for those fellas. Yeah, you've established nothing. TNA, it was like onto something. It sounds weird when James Storm was their champion. Like. You just need a, a company that's just force people from the south, and yeah. James Storm super kicks Latin people, the TV show, and uh, if recent events lead us to believe anything, that America is much more southern focused, shall we say? <laughs> Don't say southern focused. Just say fucking. You know what I mean? Shithead focused. Yeah, yeah. Rural shit kicker. Don't eat book fucks. Yeah. I can't believe, I still can't believe there's that many white people. Yeah. I thought they would have just voted. Uh, anyway, uh, so Sandman, here's what I, I do want to say this. Sandman comes back in the ECW brand. This is when he canes the uh, zombie. They do the originals versus the new breed, which is a lovely look. In the WWF. Yes, the, yeah, and then this is, this is uh, WWE CW, of course. Uh, he came out at One Night Stand. One of the greatest entrances oh, of all times. Best. I'm gonna probably I won't do a promo because the love of God who wants to hear that I'll just do uh, I'll just do, I'll just attach that to the end of this episode, um, so you get to hear Enter Sandman, um, and you also get to hear Mick Foley's terrible color commentary, and they also- believe, so I believe. Oh, I fucking hate Mick Foley. He just describes commentary. wrestling like yeah. They don't know it's fake. Yeah. I'm forgetting it's fake. Oh my Terrifying. God! This thing has happened. I wasn't part of this before. So <laughs> so he came out, and Sandman's basically his gimmick at the start of the show, at the start of uh, when they tried to rechristen it, was he canes things that are, like, he basically had the, Edge had this gimmick for a bit, where he's canes things that the fan base doesn't like, so he caned the zombie, he caned Eugene. He canes Eugene at the second oh, ECW. At the second one I stand. But that's the thing. Like, he canes Eugene, and then he canes the zombie first episode. So it's like he starts, like... Being the, like, arbiter of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's kind of like the... Uh, I don't know. He's the, the law in a, in a way, I suppose. Um, But he... I will say this. He would come through the crowd still in his entrance, but with this fucking... Took no time to make it fucking theme song that they had... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just sounds like uh, you regularly breathe. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> you, ba- you breathe bad. You breathe bad. Um, but he got in great shape, and he had this weird thing where he was thin. Like you could tell that in WCW. I'm I'm guessing what he did was he was just like I'll just do steroids and not change my diet, so this beer turns into muscle when I do my steroids. But in this one, he lost weight, and he looked weird. But he looked so fucking scary. He looked so much scarier. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because he, he's also getting older, so he's getting weirder looking. <laughs> he's getting that alcoholic face. Oh, it's just a fucking disaster. <laughs> so much of his fucking... He did coke. So much. Yeah, and then uh, they did the classic, like... He was he was in a feud with Mike, with Mike Knox over the classic, like, Kelly Kelly wants to show her tits, let her show her goddamn tits. And Mike tits. Knox would not let her show her tits? Oh, yeah. yeah. I the love WWE. that I love that character of, like, oh, I want you to show your tits. Boo! Boo! You let that bitch show her goddamn tits! I need to come! I need to see those milkers! Are you gonna let me come? Ugh. 
<laughs> is that the noise that lost he makes to Bobby La- his last like match on ECW technically WWCW was losing to Bobby Lashley in a th- he was is him balls Mahoney and, and Tommy Dreamer and they all lost to Bobby Lashley quick question when Bobby Lashley did his r- British Bulldog running power slam the most hardcore of all the moves um, he broke his ankle and uh, they fired him in uh, <laughs> September 12, 2007. Because you know that that ankle break wasn't in the ring. It was, uh, yeah, Ben, so what's up? It's hack. Okay, so I was juggling <laughs> hammers, which is my code for doing rocks, and I <laughs> fucked myself. <laughs> I have it. <laughs> Why do I need codes for do- doing rocks? <laughs> Doing a lot of rocks, a lot of rocks, a lot of rocks, a lot of rocks. Ah, what's going on? EV 2.0. Oh. Then he shows up again in TNA with another ECW reunion? Yep. Oh. The EV 2.0 is also famous for apparently Mick Foley at this point was really desperate for money because he knew his time was very limited as a wrestler. Okay. So he demanded that he be the focal point of this so he could justify calling himself a main event star so he could get more money out of TNA. Okay. So if you look at any of the posters or images, Mick Foley is literally like pushing people out of the way, angling his back in a certain way. Mick Foley's one of those guys that I wish he had stayed retired after No Mercy. I really love him and he was an inspiring wrestler as a kid. But the more I hear about him as a guy, you're like, Ew, you egg sandwich loving fuck. <laughs> He's another guy though. Sandman's another guy who just retired as like it was his part time job. I'm retiring again. Oh, well, I no, you offered me forty dollars. I'm yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, what's that? All right, I'll be there. I'm only breaking this retirement to fuck. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to read you this story. All right, and then we got to wrap it up. And then we're going to do best and worst, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay? Yeah, we will. Okay. On July 20th, 2008, at a party for Lou Albano. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sandman <laughs> began fighting a Yonkers, New York restaurant employee when they called the police. On the police arrival, he turned on them and started throwing glasses at the police, injuring two, <laughs> injuring two cops. He was first denied bail. Uh, he was denied bail because he has two previous convictions for burglary in 1983. They just didn't look into before. His bail was set at 10 G's. The judge issues a restraining order barring Sandman from contacting the owner of the restaurant where the incident had happened. Uh, and Fullington was ordered to stay away from the restaurant. So that's all. He was like, stay the fuck away. He was fined a, he was fined a grand. And had to pay another two hundred in court costs. Two that's all it cost was two hundred bucks. I'm trying to find that motherfucker got a two hundred dollar lawyer. I'm also trying to find like he was like I think he What's fought. your case? Uh, fucking cops were fucking pussies, so and I threw some tears out. They did it and I couldn't have another white Russian and they don't understand that they're the crackers. Um <laughs> I was trying to find the because there's an interview about that, and I think he fought another waiter. Like, he fought two waiters. <laughs> he fought two waiters. <laughs> they were like, I can't imagine. I've never seen a waiter that wanted to fight me. Also, I've never been to Yonkers, but all that I read about it is just like, man, local celebrity fights record. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's called Yonkers. It sounds like a <laughs> shitty TV show that got canceled. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Hi, <laughs> Next up, we have Quack Quack, and then, of course, Yonkers. Yeah. Oh, where are you from? Yonkers, New York? I'm from Situation Disgust, Connecticut. <laughs> oh, Yonkers, it's a TV show where people pull on each other's clothes. You just walk up and you pull on someone's clothes, and then when they say, hey, what are you doing? You can say, you want to fucking go, buddy? You want to fucking go? I'll fucking spit in your wife's whore mouth, you stupid fuck. Your wife is a fucking vending machine for my cum. <laughs> anyway, that's what the show is. Um, here's what, here's what, where, where we sit right now. Me and John are both lying down, but our heads are away from each other. Not they're yet. Away. Yeah, but we're um, going to still kiss each other on the nape of the back. <laughs> the nape. Good thing about Sandman. What is it? Greatest what? entrance. Mm, yeah. Amazing look. Okay. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on board. He is the total package. In 1962. Same for, save for one glaring omission. He cannot wrestle whatsoever. <laughs> he can barely do shit, though. He's the greatest non-wrestler wrestler ever. Yeah. I'll say my favorite thing about Sandman, the best thing for me, is how you're always like, he can't move in the ring, and then, but what motherfucker, when that guy wants to do a flip, he does it just barely every time. His entire <laughs> career is the springboard stunner. You know how people were getting mad about the springboard stunner before John Cena actually fucked it up, and then yeah. he fucked it up once, and they fu- and they dropped it? He's like that, but he never fucked up completely. Yeah. He's one of those guys... Who that like, I saw. I'm sure he fucked up a lot. Oh. But it was like every move, so you couldn't just be like, all right, Sandman, no wrestling. Like, you know? Yeah. The thing with Sandman is that it's also one of those things where people knew what they were getting, and they didn't care. Which is not a type yeah, of... Yeah, you get a 10-minute... But on, if you look at the show, if you look at it, like the breakdown of the show, a Sandman match, let's say you allot 20 minutes for a Sandman match. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. I would. Or th- third... If, or it's, it's like they would three-way dances, they would do a lot in ECW, yeah. and they could just easily put Sandman in there because you get the entrance, everyone loves it, and then he, maybe he's eliminated first in 10 minutes. Yeah. And the other two can just wrestle and Sandman comes in, hits everyone the cane, everyone's having a good time, and then someone hits him with a chair and that's it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So as like a utility for like <laughs> utility <laughs> as like a, as a as a thing on your show, it makes absolute sense. But like but he could just barely just barely do anything. Anytime he would do a flip leg drop from outside of the ring inside of the ring, it would just be like you did that, so the crowd thinks you did that, but guaranteed you couldn't control it enough to not mash that dude's fucking face. So what's the worst thing about the Sandman, in the opinion of you, long body big head John Hastings? Oh, I would say exactly. The human bobblehead doll. I'm going to say what the, what it is, is his wrestling ability. That's the worst thing. Yeah. No. His rampant unprofessionalism within the <laughs> ring. <laughs> okay, his rampant... I will say... Mine is his promos um, because given his charisma and given, like you said, his look, you would think they would be a lot better because when you look at Sandman, you're just kind of like, okay, this guy, judging by his entrance and shit, he's probably, so sounds weird, but he's, sounds weird to say eloquent, but I would say effective. Like I would think he would have effective promos and he can do a promo. It's just they're just kind of shitty. Like, oh, yeah. Like, he can he can do a lot of things. He could wrestle a match for eight minutes. 
It's just kind but like of... like you said earlier, he has a great look, and I think we want to explore that a bit before we close up. And I think the reason the, what you mean by great look is like I don't think people realize. Not, I don't think people realize, but some people in wrestling, when you think a great look, you think like like we were talking about Brackus, where it's like dude with a six pack, super huge, jacked up bodybuilder guy. But there's also such a thing as just having a fucking mean face. Like Sandman has just a mean ass face, and there were. Th- like his WCW run and his WWF run or WWE run when uh, in the mid two thousands are both when he's the he has his his looker at his peak and it, his he, he, his WWE run where he's thin and whatever and just looks like a fucking drunk skeleton is fucking fantastic. His look there is fantastic, and is and him and Balls Mahoney like tried during that run. And you oh, could they really absolutely tell. did because they wanted to be they wanted to like have a job. They were like, finally, yeah. we might have jobs. Um. The thing that with his look, though, is I think his most intimidating and most appropriate for his style was when he was a little bit bloaty, and it was sort of the moment when it turned and it was him versus Raven with the whole Tyler Fullington thing. That's when I thought it was at its peak, where he had a little bit of bloat, but he was working out, and it was Zubaz and a white shirt of himself, and he'd hold his hand up, and it was a tattoo of his own face underneath his arm. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that shit was fucking amazing. He's, like, yeah, he's very important to ECW because it's, like, his face. Because his hardcore music was, that was his, that's where the they took the barbed wire thing from, right? Like, the WCW did. Because they had the hardcore music uh, CD where it was, like, Sandman with the smoke and the cane and he's in the wrapped up in the barbed wrapped wire. Wrapped up in the barbed wire. And they, ha- they did that because they were honoring a deal because they made ECW would always get these weird deals where they'd have to occasionally do products. So then they had to get a bunch of bands to make their theme songs, which is why he, like, briefly used the Motorhead version of Enter Sandman. Yeah. And it's so funny that, like, Motorhead just, before Let Me Die, they would just, like, get a call and be like, was that... All right. <laughs> like that forever though. They were always just that band. anything. He made like what was it? Uh, it was my, the only I watched the Lemmy documentary with my girlfriend and she had the most salient point about Lemmy that I've ever heard and I don't know how I never uh watched it where she was like uh yeah, he's just a he's just a guy with OCD. Where it's like he just loves he makes music every day and he goes to the same ga- he goes to the same fucking car machine every day and he drinks whiskey every day. She's like, Yeah, he's probably just like drink bottle of whiskey, make album, gamble, drink bottle of whiskey, yeah. buy th- buy World War Two thing. Yeah. Be a Nazi, but not a Nazi. Yeah. Dylan. Be a Nazi like my potsy. Put it in my botsy. We gotta wrap up the show so I can crucify Dylan because he's a ho. I never wrap up anything. I don't use domes. I come into pussy. I leave my dick in. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Please rate us and review us as people and on the internet. Hey, we guys, you. I'm not going to tell you to do that because you've already been told in the intro and... I'm dur- asking. During the fucking middle. I'm, I'm asking. You asked them too much. Can you rate my dick? Oh, oh, it's a 10? 10 out of 10. Oh. 11 out of 12. 10 out of a possible 10 inches long if you cut it in half. I have a 5-inch penis. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bye-bye. This is Tommy Freemer's last hurrah. <laughs> nobody embodies the ECW lifestyle more than this from man. From Philadelphia, weighing in tonight at 244 pounds, he is the hardcore. Here we go!
And now I believe, you know Sandman and I have a long history and it's not always pleasant. Some personal animosity maybe, but I never doubted the guy's love for this business and the love for what it meant to be an ECW wrestler. They're actually singing the song.
everybody here ringing out for Bob Ortiz, referee John.